0: Seven minutes past ten. They're being very well behaved at the moment. I'm very impressed. I've got three people in the studio with me. They call themselves the three pensioners. Former newspaper editor Tim Pankhurst and his wife Sue turned up with former uh, turned up. Well, they teamed up with former Wellington Mayor Dame Kerry Prendergast to walk the length of the country onto Araroa. All 3,012 kilometres of it, or every effing inch, as they told each other every time the going got rough. Over two summits. following the COVID lockdowns, they knocked off every inch, encountering five flooded rivers, snow and ice, some serious injury, and some pretty hefty mental challenges to reach bluff. Tim's book about their journey, called Naturally Effie, Every Effing Inch Fear and Loathing, on Te Araroa. It's being launched in Wellington tonight, I'm sure in much more comfortable circumstances than some of the places you stayed. Kia ora koutou. welcome. Good morning. Good, morning. Good, morning. Good morning. Catherine. Okay, so whose bright idea was this in the first place?
1: Uh, I'd have to put my hand up for that. I, um, When I was working in Wellington City, I'd often pause at the um, plaque that's set at the bottom of Willow Street, there where it enters Lambton Quay. There's a Te Roa plaque there. And so I knew that the walk went through the city. And uh, I'd always pause and look at this and think, how cool would that be to walk the length of our country? So uh, once I um, fully retired, that, that gave the opportunity. And I tentatively raised it with my wife, who was not at all keen. And and I mentioned it to Kerry, who um, is very adventurous, and immediately said, yep, I'm in. And Catherine, when
2: I said yes, I'm in, I never thought I'd have time. I work pretty much full time and it was easy. I say yes to everything, which is always a bit of a problem. but the lockdown provided the start for the time. I've done lots of really big walks internationally. You, you, you're
0: a mad walker. Talk about them. Camino Trail, I've what else? I've done Camino.
2: Uh, I've walked uh, the coast to coast in the UK and then back across Hadrian's Wall. I've walked from Florence to Rome. I've just come back from Scotland, walking the West Highland Way. Done a lovely walk in Japan. So saying yes to Tom was easy. I had no idea how tough it was going to be. It's much tougher than anything in Europe these are the
0: well-worn trails yes. uh, but this was physically and technically much well, more demanding New
2: Zealand's raw, it's new all of those trails have been walked for centuries by yeah. people and sort of flattened out and sort of <laughs> crushed lime and there's nice of the along the way <laughs> there
0: are, with wine and coffee and, and nice drink. little neighbours but come that's stay not, not like that cottage. in the South Island no. alright so, so where did your change of heart come from?
3: well I always said that I would support them um, I'd start walking and see how I go. Um, and Kerry was very keen for me to keep coming. Um, my fears was obviously the Tara the Wyal Pass, and the Richmond Ranges. Um, but once I got through the Tara I thought, okay, we'll give it a go. And the body was st- was standing up. Once we got past the Wyal Pass, yeah, I was in like Flynn in every step. It was it's great. an
0: interesting approach. So you left yourself an out the whole way if Absolutely. you got uncomfortable. Absolutely. I was
3: always not committed. But after those, you know, I'd done like over 2,000 kilometres. I wasn't going to give up that, you know, the challenge. Pocket
1: rocket. Pocket rocket. Yeah. Yeah. And she
2: just kept, she's tiny as you can see. She just <laughs> kept going. Didn't matter whether we were going over passes through ice and snow or through rivers, she never hesitated.
3: And I, I've got smaller legs than them, so I, I believe
2: I walked. <laughs> for,
3: twice as far.
0: Uh, yeah. No, my legs
2: had to work twice as fast. Twice she as doesn't fast. have to carry as much weight when she's <laughs> walking because she's not as big. Here we
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's an interesting approach, though, um, which is to, uh, to give yourself the out and also... Mm. And anywhere in the outdoors, you mentioned the the tararoas, There needs to be a point where you say, actually, we're not doing. And I know you had some of those moments. Mm. Do we or don't we? So it's a good mindset to have, especially if you don't have necessarily the background to be to be certain of it.
3: Yeah, I was probably the filter, and I stopped. I stopped um, one day, and we didn't move on. Yeah, at Martha's Pass. Mm.
2: So I'm the sort of person that um, once I made up my mind, I have to finish it oh, at <laughs> any cost. Yeah. Um, and we would have died.
0: <laughs> yeah, you and Rivers, you and Rivers. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, let's um, let, well, let's begin at the beginning, and then we'll get to some of the the, the moments, the serious moments, including Carrie and Rivers. <laughs> um, but you know, you begin just just walk us through the first mm. sort of sections um, because you're going north to south.
1: Yeah. So we started off. Um, so it was the spring of uh, 2020. So we set off the first day. Um, it was. We'd just gone through the first COVID lockdown, so um, the country was deserted. All the uh, you know foreigners who were increasingly walking the trail couldn't come in. So um, you know we we pretty well had it to ourselves, and we did 19 days from Cape Reinga to Auckland, and uh, we couldn't get through the Northland forests at that time. So we went back and redid that. So. Um, Uh, You know, we figured if we can knock that stretch off and and survive that, then then we can keep going.
2: But we had some big learnings on that because we set off these three pensioners with packs and sleeping bags and sleeping mats (laughs) and 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 tents, (laughs) and we were going to do that. Well, we lasted two nights in tents, (laughs) and on our third night we came to a campground that had cabins. Well, that was the end of the tents, except there are parts you have to use tents. But the reality is, Sue is amazing at finding luxurious Airbnbs, <laughs> and we rang my husband who was hightailing it back to Wellington and said, we need a shuttle bunny, so he would pick us up at the end of every day and take us to where Sue had booked us, there'd be pies and beer he's and He's the Chardonnay. real hero. Frankly. He is the real hero, yeah, yeah, Rex, yeah. so yeah. Rex, darling, you are the real hero. He's, <laughs> a,
3: he's the fourth member
2: of our yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Couldn't and, have done it without and him. And
3: strategically, Airbnbs, you know meaning so that so that he could go back and Forth, yeah,
0: okay. So that first, when did we get to the first gnarly bits? Um, and and actually, the start, I mean, even the body adjusting at first to carrying packs and carrying gear, and yeah, it's a
1: long, it's a long walk down 90 Mile Beach, and uh, it's not 90 miles though, no, it's not, thankfully. (laughs) But uh, uh, you know, we were (laughs) teeth of a southeasterly gale uh, all day, um, so that was a good, good tough introduction, and then um. You know we we had to cross a a, a flooded uh, estuary um, <laughs> the horror horror oh, river. the, the Estu- horror horror <laughs> river which we call the horror 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 <laughs> and uh you know we were told by the time we got there uh, just on dawn that we could get across okay um, when it was up to Sue's uh, neck in, <laughs> in the dark and her feet are starting to move away uh, we're thinking we're in serious mm-hmm. trouble here but um thankfully it didn't get any deeper and we managed managed to get across there. And uh, I guess our next challenge was the um, yeah, muddy, muddy old Mount Porongia in uh, Waikato where uh, the weather packed up and we slipped and slithered down this mud pile. Um,
2: yeah, we, we made a decision which in retrospect was probably wrong. It was only four or five hours up to the hut and it was just slightly drizzling and we got them by then, they were pretty wet. There was no brand new hut. No heating. We put our dry gear on, and it's only like 1 o'clock, and we think, what are we going to do for the rest of the day? So we looked, and the next bit was only, I think... 6 K's and they said 5 hours that should have been That's the a warning. warning it was the warning and it took yeah. us every one of those minutes and even more it was and when we finally popped out Rex had managed to find us <laughs> in this back country road and there he is sitting there the big grin on his face at about 6.30 yeah. at night it was a tough day so you
0: were counting inches by the stage he got, he got lots of we were. Yeah, 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 yeah. let's talk about the rivers um, then and you might want to sort of back back and fro because they are some of the biggest challenges not necessarily the biggest and we know you have to get this right um, and so what were some of the experiences you were having and some of the decision making that went on
2: So shall I just start because my fear started with the Wanganui River so lots of people do that and they have no trouble at all these two were perfect never fell out Rex and I fell out three times on the first day what are you in a canoe Can and on the last time we fell out it was teeming with rain we did what we thought was right. We were in, and I got stuck under the canoe. So Rex is being washed yeah. down the rapid. I'm underneath, and I'm shouting, thinking I'm going to drown, and realise I can hear my own voice. There was an ear pocket. And so from then, I have. I'm not a good swimmer. I'm ter- in fact, I can't swim. That started the fear for me, and then the Wire River in Richmond Ranges.
0: So fear came into play, um, and look. <laughs> anyone who's ever tried to cross any waterway, you can slip, you need to recover, you need a technical plan to work together. At one point someone was grabbing someone's pack, but was fear <laughs> inhibi- fear playing a role in this?
2: I think it was pretty good till I got to the Whale River and then I fell in and I pulled these two in with me and we were doing the technical crossing. Uh, it was high and it was a lot of pressure and from then on, Tim... I mean, Sue, it's amazing... But he made sure that I got
1: across all the rest of the rivers in the South Island. Except, so when we got to the Bush Stream <laughs> in Mesopotamia. We,
0: whereabouts is this? Um, so, uh,
2: heading up from the Rangitata? Okay, th- thank you. Hmm. Yes, yeah, so, so. Canterbury, yeah. Yes. Canterbury, sorry. At,
1: so, um, we were joined by Lou Sanson, the former um, head of DOC. And Lou is a real gung ho guy. And, uh, and he's big. He's big and, and he
0: spent years like a goat all over the South Island.
1: Exactly. So um, yeah. there have been a lot of rain, and we're walking up um, Bush Stream, and you know all all the advice is if, if you can't see the bottom, if the river is running faster, than you can quickly walk, and if you can hear boulders rolling in it, don't cross. <laughs> and uh, which is fairly you'd think it's fairly self-evident, um, but Lou said, "No, no, I can get you across." And uh, we looked pretty doubtful, but uh, we all um, rafted up, we all uh, joined up. Lou uh, at the top. And then um, and we went, and we probably made two metres before we were all bowled over. I, I pulled them in.
2: But, it was the first of eight crossings on <laughs> that stream, and I was terrified. And once I pulled them in, we were all wet and cold. And we, we were never going to get
1: across and, and Lou
2: said he'd find us another way across but he also admitted he'd never been pulled in a river in his entire life and he was the Conservator General for DOC, dock so
0: he's uh, done a lot of rivers. I have a quote that doesn't apply to this instance I think he's perhaps defending his honour In a lifetime in the backcountry, I never once fell into a river or had party members fall down a mountain until I tramped with these guys. That should always be your blurb. Um, But you have to, in any outdoor endeavour, you have to operate at the comfort level, or the discomfort level anyway, of... You know, the, the least experienced member or with the, the, where someone is at you and that's an adjustment you have to make all the time when you're taking things on, right? You know, you're often in a party and one person's vastly experienced and often running. You have to work at a
1: group level. You do and there's 20 people who didn't do that who, who drowned in rivers um, since the turn of the century and Federated Mountain Clubs did a, an, an analysis of, of all of those and, and all of them were avoidable um, people needed to wait and be sensible but it's it's pretty tempting when you've got an end in sight you're cold you're wet you want to get to your campsite you want to get to a hut so you know you you do force it and you know going through the rivers and mountains of the south island um you know it, it's it's such a uh, ours is such a volatile climate um and um there's, there's some pretty demanding territory and um you know, when we got to uh, the top of the Waial Pass in Nelson Lakes, uh, it was absolutely glorious. Uh, we were in snow and ice, and then um, uh, Sue so can tell you what happened next.
3: Oh, so the top of the Waial Pass was probably one of the highlights, if you ask me w- what it is. And we are standing up there having our lunch. It was icy, clear, beautiful. Um, but within two hours... Um, I'd, we were going down the, down the slope. It was pretty steep, cutting ice steps. And Tim was in the back, so by the time he popped his weight on the ice, this particular step it just sort of dissolved. It collapsed, and he just his legs went between mine, and he shot me down the mountain. So we went both of us skidding down the mountain, um, not to know. But luckily, we tw- I twirled, hit a rock, broke two ribs. Didn't know. Um, but about three meters from where we stopped was a huge, a huge cliff. So that was in a life. Um, that was
0: with Lou. Is this where you said the second time I worked was? My, what was it the second time I um? swept by wife. My wife the feet. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, so Lou and was Lou and um, Kerry and a couple of others who joined us were watching this chaos. And um, Kerry said, because we were lying in the snow, you know, wondering what had hit us, and Kerry said to Lou, oh, "Look, I'm a nurse. Shall I go down and see if they're all right?" And Lou, very practical, said, "No, no. Wait until see if they move first.
3: <laughs> and and move we had to. So we had to pick ourselves up, and we still had a huge five day. or six hours of huge walking. We didn't carry. We didn't have a, We didn't have a tent on that day, and we had to get to this hut. And we there was a group of like eight of us, and they all they other Five. Lou stayed with us. The other five raced ahead. We thought, oh, they'll, they'll have all the beds. There's only six beds in that hut. When we got there, they clapped us through the window, and that saved the bottom bunks for us.
0: For the old people. For
3: the old people. It was amazing.
0: How, uh, was, how was the marriage on this? <laughs>
1: but we're
0: still married. We're still married. <laughs> and,
1: and we're still good friends with Kerry, so that says a
0: lot. Yeah. And we miss walking. Yeah, the, the, the way out is this the bit at the top of the is this sort of Marlborough Nelson Lakes way yes. that, that, that is, is that St. one St. of the most challenging parts yeah. of the trail mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah but
2: also going over Martha's Pass going over Stag Hill remember yeah. that's the highest one yeah. that you took us for about a two hour walk about before we remembered <laughs> the right way to go Yeah. <laughs> but, but New Zealand's the weather's so changeable
3: Any any peak can be you know Hugely challenging.
2: So Martha's Pass we is after the Ahareri River, which is another really tough river that we did manage to get across. And then we started up this pass, and we got 14 k's up. And this is our handbrake. Mm. So I'm just not going any further. Mm. And I wanted to go, and Tim makes the call, and we have to turn around and go back down again and ring my husband, who was already down at Wanaka, to say, come back. We've we're abandoning that part. We're going to have to come back and do it again. But so there were occasions where, just as
3: well, we did. It was there was a snowstorm in front of us. Yeah. We had eight k's to go. What made you stop? Oh, we were all cold. cold. Right. We, we were freezing. We were having a break, and I just looked ahead and I couldn't see. It was just it was a snowstorm. It was blizzarding. It was a blizzard. Top. It was.
2: And obvious. I still
1: thought we could get round. <laughs> So we we
2: were—we were—it's
1: just round the corner, I said. Kerry said, "I wouldn't have been mayor if I didn't take risks."
3: (laughs) And we went back to this little wee shelter, and somebody had tried to do the exact thing two days before, and they cut ice steps, and they had to abandon a retreat.
0: So
1: we
3: made the right—it
0: was the right
1: decision, (laughs) but but um, wouldn't want to give. They were good good times. Yes, I (laughs) want to
0: get to those. I'm just going to do a little time check, and then you've beautifully segued with perfect timing. Tim Pankhurst, our guest, Sue Pankhurst, Kerry Prendergast, every effing inch the name of... Uh, the book the have about this adventure they're telling us about now, it's Tim's book Uh, It's a Shared Adventure, you're listening to Nine to Noon with Catherine Ryan on RNZ National So I think we've done, we haven't done the injuries yet but I think we've (laughs) done some of the biggest challenges Um, I'm sure there were many emotions uh, on the way but what were some of the moments that you might call highs or just think I can't believe I'm doing this or I can't believe we live here Were there some?
2: Coming out of the Tauros and there you get really emotional it was tough the Tauruas and as the Richmond Rangers and there was Rex and he flicked the boot (laughs) and there were cold beers and pies and bakery from Bordeaux Bakery and those sort of things when you're out of food you're out of energy you're nearly out of water and there is someone we had learnt to know that we could always rely on
3: Um, A highlight emotional moment was on the last day we were we were battling a storm. Um, we were walking along that huge road um, and a truckie went past and, and beeped. And we were nearly there. And the emotion i just caught my breath and I cried into the wind and um, confessed to Tim and he had too.
0: He knew you were nearly there. He was saying congratulations. He knew how close you were. That
3: was, that was a really big emotion,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, um, you know, some of that, Country that most New Zealanders will never see. Uh, you know, being up in the in the Tussock and in, in Otago in, in Canterbury, and um, you know, being in a remote uh, musterer's hut that's been there for decades, and the, the uh, sun's just going down, and uh, the cold's creeping down the mountain, and there's no sound except maybe the stream chuckling away, and you know, the rest of New Zealand's wearing masks and, and worrying about COVID, and we're there, um, there's probably no-one within many miles, and then you've got a, a, a lovely hut to tuck into, and you just think, wow, this is absolutely sublime. How lucky are we?
0: We don't get into that state anymore. I mean, you've lifelong been busy people, right? Yeah. You know, very busy people. You've packed your days and nights. Um but we just don't slow down like that anymore.
1: Yeah, really or, or, good or, or, point.
0: Or remove ourselves from comfort or discomfort, as for far too many people yeah. anymore.
1: And you know, we we were on a mission, but it was much more than just a walk through the country. You know, it was a walk through our history and our, our literature and and our, our flora and fauna. So um, and, and you know, we met wonderful characters along the way, um, and anyone who you know, it takes some trouble to get into um, into that backcountry because, um, you know, tramping's probably uh, it's it's a peculiar activity in that you uh, willingly subject yourself to discomfort. But the people who make the effort are always interesting. So um, we met some, you know, incredible mm-hmm. people along the way. And, um, you know, we were curious about things we saw. Um, you know, we were walking down the Hariri Valley, this great glacial carved valley that's between... Um, Lake Ohau and uh, Mace Town, uh, north of uh, north of Town. and the whole all of the tussock is just filled with these um, little woolly bear caterpillars, millions and millions of them. So we followed up with a, um, a moth and um, a lepidopterist. A lepidopterist. It? it was in um, the crossword
0: a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh yeah, right.
1: And said, "What well, what was that?" And he said, "Yeah, they're tiger moths." And um, we learned that. New Zealand has more um, moths and butterflies species than any country in the world, and that remote high country is actually filled with life uh, other than birds, which uh, was a birds. real real minus that was that mm. was a thing that really struck us as how silent the forests are
2: so there we're, there were privations I mean I found it particularly difficult well sue and I did not being able to shout. <laughs> when you're tramping in the south the well, exactly in the <laughs> south island where we I can't remember now, we had uh, 38 nights in dock huts yeah. with long drops It's that's pretty tough and both Sue and I love washing machines and hot water but as Tim said that in the morning setting off when you know the aches and pains of the night before have faded and you're looking out at this amazing landscape that 99% of New Zealanders never see that's when it's special
0: we haven't gone into too much detail into the injuries. Um, ha- where are the bodies at now? You look fit as bug rats. You look like you should be off on the next one. But where are the bodies at now?
3: Okay, so subsequently I've had a new shoulder and just recently a new knee. Um, the the toes have healed up. It takes six months to grow a new toenail. We've discovered that.
2: So we're, we're nearly there. In well, um, mm. so I, um, I'm, I'm fine. I've recovered. I'm all good. Uh, I've just come back from walking in Scotland, the West Highland Way, and climbing Ben Nevis. Um, I, you know, we're all on a downward tra- trajectory, mm-hmm. you know, age-wise, and I've decided I've got to do a big walk every year to keep fit. It's good for, you know blood cursing through those vessels in your brain, keeps you young and you just know, it's good for this exactly, mm. another 10 years and I won't be able to do it, so mm. you've just got to keep doing it, and yes you have falls but you just get
0: up and you keep going mm. you have fewer falls that, probably yeah. in life with, with, with fitter, stronger muscles than, than you might if not later, yes, later in that's life, exactly. strength yes. end, end, builds um, up muscles yeah, yeah. in
2: your thighs and you're yep. much less at risk and of course,
1: yep, yep. what what Kerry didn't mention is that in climbing Ben Nevis recently, um, she fell and fractured her elbow. So,
2: both, both, elbows. both so elbows. I'm still recovering from that. So but that's just life, okay? So <laughs> you get up and you keep going because um, otherwise you might as well curl up at home and nope. you
0: don't see you don't see these beautiful things. There's no point in having a pristine body in the grave, is there? No, exactly. <laughs> well, what have you not? How are you?
1: Yeah, pretty good. I um, now that Sue's knee's coming right, uh, you yeah, know, I don't want to do anything. Um, as dramatic as the Tiaroa and you know the the great walks in uh, in America the appalachian and the, and the pacific northwest i'm very happy to read about them and leave it at that
2: but he didn 't get any injuries he he did lose toenails and but pretty well, you were fantastic. he just kept going and his foot and he had a heavier pack
3: he used to get um cramp because he was. Dehy- didn't drink dehydrated yeah. so we had to look after that
1: yeah when the horse was biting me um, they'd come to my rescue with with, um, with, with uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sugar yeah. drinks and yeah. and so on because uh, I you know, I fried myself a couple of times mm. you know I just was sw- sweating steaming like a pudding and um,
2: going uh, up over Travis Pass yeah, was the first so really
1: um so you know they come to my rescue in those times so uh, yeah you know it's I, we've got enormous admiration for people to do it on their own and especially do it in in one hit. I mean that's that really is something. but what
0: what is your take out for those thinking about it? Again, you know maybe um maybe getting to the point of, of retirement, which is your point of difference uh, here. what what would be your advice and it In planning? stages? So, oh. definitely. So
2: what we have shown is that you can, you know, keep working and find times, weeks or long weekends and do the whole thing in one Uh summer, one island and the other island. It's probably much more expensive than walking through but we can... uh, afford to do that and we had this amazing experience
0: Thank you all and congratulations Tim you still can't put your pen down can you take <laughs> your fingers off the typewriter uh, Every Effing Inch is uh, Tim Pankhurst's book it recalls the story of uh, these three, Tim and Sue and Kerry and we better include Rex now that yeah. we've <laughs> learnt how much he contributed um, thanks for coming in